at Alina Health. We care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Spring brings warmer temperatures, sunshine, and flowering buds, but for many people, it can mean bouts of spring allergies that can be downright miserable. My guest today is Dr. Kenneth Johns. He specializes in allergy and immunology and practices at Alina Health, Coon Rapids Clinic, and Alina Health Maple Grove Clinic. Welcome to the show, Dr. Johns. So tell us about the spring allergies. What do you see most when spring comes around? Well, quite a few things. Um show up in the spring. Um, Some of those are allergies. Some of those are things that sort of sound like allergies, but as it turns out, aren't. Um, So in terms of allergens, uh, we start to see some outdoor mold early in the spring. Those mold spores are not a real common allergen, but they can be a particularly difficult one to treat. Um, A little later in the spring, when the trees pollinate, we have the tree pollen allergy, um, and that season is really variable. Some years it's early, some years it's late, depending on weather. And then towards the end of spring, we start to see some grass pollen. Uh, Those would be the major allergens. Um, Again, sometimes in the spring we we have problems. We have symptoms that are caused more by irritants, and uh, sometimes we have problems that are more Viral, you know, respiratory viruses can cause uh, symptoms that uh, really sound like allergy but aren't. As you say, the respiratory viruses are going around at this time of the year. People have colds and things and runny noses. How do you know whether you have just a common cold or some kind of virus or whether it's a seasonal allergy? It can be really hard to tell them apart. Now, in in general, allergy symptoms are going to go on quite a bit longer. Uh, you know, your basic respiratory virus, uh, you can have symptoms that uh, go on for a week or 10 days. Sometimes they'll drag out to two weeks, um, whereas the allergy symptoms can go on for weeks or months. Um, there's, there's usually more itching with allergies than there is with respiratory infection, but uh, otherwise they can be hard to tell apart. Uh, we actually do tests for for specific allergies. Um, there are several different ways to do that. Um, we have the traditional skin test uh, where there's there's um, minute quantities of the pollen or the mold or what have you um, introduced underneath the skin, causing a welt if there's a positive. And then we can do a, a a blood test, uh, there are various types of the blood tests, um, which uh, have about the same accuracy. And um, sometimes we'll do the blood test if we can't do the skin test. Um, but uh, we have, we have uh, several different testing methods to diagnose a specific inhalant allergy. Once you've diagnosed these as an allergy versus a virus or something else, then what is your first-line defense for treatment? Well, we have basically three treatments for allergies, avoidance and then medications and then allergy shots or desensitization. Um, So I would say there really isn't a first line. We have these options and 
um, we we try to figure out what would be the best approach. Um, avoidance of springtime allergens is tough. Um, our springs in Minnesota are short enough as it is. I really discourage people from staying indoors. Uh, above and beyond that, there's not a whole lot you can do in terms of avoidance of those allergens. Uh, in terms of medication, we have lots of options, and in one by one, these options are, are gradually going uh, over the counter, which makes things a lot easier. Um, so sometimes we're using antihistamines, sometimes we're using topical steroids in the nose, sometimes we're using uh, different nose sprays, uh, sometimes we're using eye drops and, and any combination thereof. Um, we, we actually have quite a few options of, of very safe um, medications in different combinations for, for patients of any age, really. And then we have our, our traditional uh, immunotherapy uh, allergy shots. Um, there's different types, but the uh, consensus is that immunotherapy, um, uh, we call it subcutaneous, where you get an allergy shot. Um, weekly um, to begin with, and then they they get spaced out as time goes by. Um, so this is a type of desensitization. We're actually giving you very small amounts of that pollen, for example, that um, desensitizes you to the pollen when you inhale it or encounter it. Um, these uh, you know allergy shots. They've we've had them for about a hundred years. I want to say allergy shots have been given for almost a century now, and uh, they can be very effective for the right patient with the right allergy. Um, the newest wrinkle in desensitization, um, as of this year, we have a um, desensitization that's a sublingual pill or drop. Um, it's something that's been used successfully overseas for many, many years, and they're uh, just recently approved in the United States. And we uh, really don't know how popular these are going to be. They're only available for a few allergens, basically grass and ragweed. And um, in terms of comparisons, we really don't know how well they work compared to traditional allergy shots or, or medication. So I'm going to say the jury's still out on the um, sublingual uh, desensitization. Dr. Those are, 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 are options and some combination of those. So if avoidance isn't possible because you want people getting outside and such, are there things that they can do inside when they are? Do air filters work? Do you know dehumidifiers work? Do changing their pillowcase or using these anti-allergic pillows, any of these kinds of things you read about, do any of those work? So um, air cleaners and air filters are a real popular approach. Um, the, the data, the studies really aren't there to show that they actually make patients feel better. So it isn't a real common uh, recommendation. You know, the best we can say is if you're indoors and the doors and windows are shut and the air conditioner is running, you know, um, that's probably as good as you can get um, a specific you know, filter or HEPA system or what have you. Like I said, we really don't have good good evidence that those are, are terribly helpful. Um, the 
other avoidance measures that you are referring to really have to do with the dust mite allergy, which is more of a perennial, um, you know, year-round allergy. And uh, if people are allergic to dust mites, there are things that can be done to reduce their exposure, but they really wouldn't be helpful for the spring pollen allergy or mold allergy. Can you develop these kinds of spring allergies as you age, or do you get them as a child and keep them all through your life? You know, there's different patterns. Um, There's um, some kids that seem to get them very, very young, Um, but the most common pattern would be that uh, teen, um, late teens, early 20s, who over a course of a few years develops seasonal allergies, seasonal allergic rhinitis, and they sort of peak in the 20s and plateau in the 30s and 40s and then sort of gradually fade away. Um, so there, there definitely is a natural history for uh, the main group of people with um, seasonal allergic rhinitis. Adult onset, you know, someone in their in their 30s, 40s, 50s who just sort of develops um, pollen allergies, that's not real common, you know. That, that wouldn't be a real common pattern. I think that it probably does occasionally happen. But more commonly, other things other conditions that have some some similar similar symptoms to allergies, those can show up as an adult. Um, for example, people that are um, having more difficulty tolerating irritants like smoke or dust, that's something that can uh, really show up at any age. And we're, we'll sort of fool you because it can sound like seasonal allergies, uh, but isn't and, and certainly has different treatment. In just the last minute, Dr. Johns, can you please give the listeners your best advice on how to reduce spring allergies as it's coming right around the corner? Well, um, as they say, I think it'd be cruel and unusual to stay indoors. So I think you should stay outdoors and enjoy the weather while you can. Um, Medication-wise, it's reasonable to start with um, over-the-counter antihistamine or nose sprays. Uh, specifically topical nasal steroid sprays, which are now over-the-counter. And if those fail, it's probably time to talk to somebody like me, and uh, uh, we, we have some options for you. Thank you so much. It's great information to try and nip those spring allergies in the bud. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.